Welcome back to the Property 3.0 Coffee Break series. This week, we're going to explore the use of AI to transform brain activity into words. So this week, in December 2023, a study was presented at the Conference on Neural Information Processing Systems in New Orleans, which demonstrated literal brain waves being converted into text. So this was from scientists at the University of Technology, Sydney, who got participants to read passages of text whilst wearing a cap that recorded electrical brain activity. They use a tool called an EEG, which is short for electroencephalogram. And it looks kind of like a swimming cap or water polo cap with electric nodes coming out. And EEGs are usually used to diagnose things like epilepsy or other seizure disorders. And the output looks like a series of graphs on a page. So literally showing the waves of electrical activity close to the different nodes placed around the head. The researchers developed an AI model called DeWave, or D-Wave, and this effectively translates the EEG signals into words and sentences by learning from large quantities of EEG data. And this is where large language models come in. So scientists have been working on these problems for decades, but they've struggled before to try and exactly match the words to the patterns produced from the electrical signals from the brain. Now with LLMs, they can train an AI to match patterns to the overall meaning of a sentence, rather than trying to work out if each individual word corresponds to minuscule changes in the patterns, which was the kind of previous approach. And In this actual example, they found that sometimes words of similar meanings could share the same patterns. So, for example, they state that the thought of the author could be interpreted as the man, which might explain why trying to map word for word before didn't work. So you can watch the demo of it online. It's on the UTS website, and it's really interesting. You can see... The guy, he's wearing the cap and he's he's looking away from the screen and he's thinking things and then what he's supposedly thinking pops up on the screen behind him and then some points where you can, you can kind of see him look at the screen and sort of smirk when it's grammatically wrong. But there's also times when he looks at the screen and read his last thought and then the next thing that comes up on the screen is repeat of the last thought. So it's clearly picking up on the fact that he's just been reading what was on the screen, which is kind of trippy. Right, so this is amazing, but it has actually been done before. It's just that the research that has been shared this week is the first which didn't either need a surgical connection to the brain or the use of prohibitively expensive tools like MRI machines. And this meant that they could conduct the study on many more people. So they studied 29 people, whereas before most studies only happen on two or three people. So in March 2023, a study happened in Texas, which used MRIs. They basically put patients into an MRI for 16 hours, listening to different podcasts in that time. And then they trained a model on the brain activity patterns against the transcripts of the podcast. Neuralink, which is one of Elon Musk's companies, is also trying to do this, but that's focused on planting an electrode into the brain. And then in October this year, Meta, 
obviously Facebook's parent company, published a journal article which weirdly seems to have kind of gone under the radar, but we'll leave that for now. They are taking it under research where they get humans to look at an image, they scan their brains, and then they use an image generator to try and replicate the image that the human was shown. And whilst they're not perfectly accurate, you can see the parallels. So one example, they showed a leopard on a grassy background and the image generated a fluffy, slightly unidentified, but definitely a four-legged animal on a grassy background. Another example was a knife lying on a wooden table and the image generator came up with a kind of metal object lying on a wooden table. And all the commentary in the journal article is basically, look, we know this isn't perfect, but it's really helping us to understand how our brains interpret visual information. Now, we know that Meta are launching their Ray-Bans with augmented reality, so clearly understanding how we process images is a really big research area for them. Now, this example obviously straight away makes me think of design. I personally have a very clear view on what I like and dislike in terms of buildings and design in general. However, I'm not great at articulating it. I know what I like when I see it, and you know, this is an issue for me. I need to learn how to communicate and I articulate my ideas and visions better. But this example from Meta helps me imagine a world where I could share what I'm visualising directly with the other people around me. Just imagine a design team meeting where instead of trying to look for precedents or find examples or have everyone trying to draw their idea on a piece of tracing paper imagine you could literally share your vision how you are seeing it in your head directly with the team it adds a whole new dimension to the word brainstorming now this brings us on to a really big point about communication I've spoken about this before on the podcast, so I don't want to belabor the point, but I think this example really helps to illustrate it, which is that the way we communicate today is clunky and it's oriented towards the written word. So if if we just go right back, what are we trying to do when we type something? We are trying to translate a thought in our mind onto paper. That's what we do when we type... We are so used to typing as an everyday necessity of our lives that we don't ever stand back and look at it. When we type, we are trying to channel our big, ginormous ideas into words. And we we use our physical bodies, our fingers, to type out those big ideas letter by letter. Think how hard it is sometimes to keep your typing up to speed. It's not actually necessarily an effective way to communicate ideas you know if you've ever tried to write a blog you know how hard it is to really put down exactly what you mean into words how often have you do you read something back which you've written with the same brain that thought the thoughts but you think nah that's that's not quite it that's not quite what I'm trying to say so if we just reflect on that for a minute that very same brain that thinks the thoughts 
finds it very difficult to convert those thoughts into words on a page which someone else can then pick up and interpret. That is communication, or actually lack thereof. And honestly, I'm really excited by the idea that there may be other ways to record our ideas, to translate our ideas from our brains to share with the world, rather than just typing them out. No surprise, there is a ginormous question about ethics here. So converting brainwaves into words is basically the minority report coming true. And you can 100% imagine some people trying to use this as some kind of lie detection. Could it ever be used as evidence in court? Could someone be questioned on the witness stand with the cap on, with the electrodes coming out? And this isn't even necessarily hypothetical anymore. What if one of the researchers today had it on and had a bad thought? I'm going to steal the professor's brownie. Could people be held accountable for a thought that had been written up when they were wearing one of these caps? Obviously at the current levels of accuracy, no, but assuming they get increasingly accurate, this isn't like the minority report set in 2054 that we can deal with in 30 years. This is happening now. And I kind of hate to go there, but I dread to think of some of the malignant actors, the kind of organisations who kidnap people, who torture people for information. Could you see this kind of technology being used to try and extract information from people? In the Meta Journal article, it says that consent is a technical requirement for brain decoding, i.e., if they want the systems to work, the individual has to be playing ball they have to be thinking about the thing that they want to reproduce as an image or as text so obviously that would lead me to believe that if you don't want your brainwaves to be interpreted then they won't be necessarily but it feels like a possible scenario or at least a tool in the toolbox of trying to work out whether someone is saying what they actually believe to be true. But on the flip side, imagine if the police could find out more information about human traffickers or premeditated murderers and prevent murders or trafficking. Then do we have a moral obligation to use this technology? The really key point here is these increasingly are not hypothetical questions. I spoke just a few weeks ago about the importance of philosophy and ethics, and this example really illustrates it. Now, let's just take it to a positive note to finish off. It's no surprise that all the companies talking about this are framing it as a solution to help people. So people with brain lesions who cannot communicate verbally. Neuralink used the phrase, they want to create a generalised brain interface to restore autonomy to those with unmet medical needs today. And I do think this is true if you think about people with ALS or motor neurons. Stephen Hawking obviously had his personal assistive technology to communicate, but these tools could become much more widely available, more accurate and a cheaper way to support those with medical needs, either with brain lesions or 
as we said before, helping people to operate artificial limbs. All of this research is truly helping scientists understand how our brains process information. And hopefully there will be some hugely positive outcomes, much better understanding and evidence for mental health issues and treatment. And I do genuinely believe there is potential to improve human connection and communication. So it's certainly, in my opinion, not something to oppose. But as with everything AI, it's something to proceed with, with great caution. Thanks for listening. See you next time.